Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. Welcome back to our series on 10 hacks that you can implement to break out of a spiritual funk. Hopefully these strategies, while not all of them will resonate with you, surely that's not the intent here. Uh, They give you lots of ideas, that they generate ideas, things that you can do that maybe you hadn't thought about before to break into a new season of spiritual growth and uh, connection with God and to not feel weighed down by the problems of this world and specifically the last 18 months or so. So we're going to keep Keep on keeping on. We got three more episodes and we're going to end with a bang. Now, the tip today is to take a spiritual practice that we know about, but that is very rarely practiced and put it in hyperdrive. Okay. And the spiritual practice that I'm talking about is fasting. So if you've been a Christian for any length of time, you have heard about fasting, you have read stories of people fasting in the Bible may or may not know the benefit of fasting, like how does eating less food or not eating food at all make me more spiritual? That might still be an enigma to you, but you're familiar with the concept of fasting where you deprive yourself of something, typically food, but not always, in order to have some kind of spiritual breakthrough or connection with God. And so while in general, it is really good to fast, couple it with prayer, especially around big Uh, important thing going on in your life to make sure you have clarity and wisdom and focus on what God wants you to be doing. But if you really want to take it into overdrive, instead of just fasting when you feel the need to, create a cadence, a schedule, and fast regularly. I'm talking once a week at least. Commit to fasting. And to really drive home the power that this has, I want to read a story from Matthew chapter 4. So in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus has just been baptized by John the Baptist. The Holy Spirit has come upon him. God has said, you know, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am pleased. And Jesus is ready to rock and roll. He's ready to go and start his ministry. But we know what happens next. Next, Jesus is about to be led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And so there's this big, epic spiritual showdown between the Messiah, the Son of God, and the deceiver, the tempter, the the entity, the being that is at odds with God's will. And so we're going to see this immediate clash right after Jesus begins his earthly ministry. Now, something really interesting here. Whenever I have read this passage in the past, and I read in chapter uh, verse one and verse two, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. So I had always read that in the past as man, Jesus is trying to really prove a point that he can stand up under temptation, even though he's super hungry. That is always how I had read this verse because I hadn't really thought that much about it. You know, because for me, I would think, man, if I didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights, I'd really be doing a disservice to myself and my ability to fight back against temptation and to stand up under sin, right? Wrong. Jesus fasted in order to prepare for the coming battle, in order to be ready and equipped spiritually in order to face the temptation he was about to face. 
that this 40 days of fasting was critically important to Jesus's spiritual victory. And, and we see that in his answers as he is fighting back against uh, the devil and is giving his answer for why he's not going to do what the devil wants him to do, that he's quoting scripture, that he's, he's leaning on his wisdom, he's leaning on his relationship with God and not on himself, right? He's not going through and creating arguments and persuasions and different things like that, different things that we typically would do if we were faced with an argument and someone's trying to convince us to do something God doesn't want us to do. He's saying, no, 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 no. I've spent the last 40 days preparing for this moment. Here is my best weapon. Here are my best zingers. Here is how I'm going to combat and counteract the things that you are telling me to do. So that is the power of fasting. Jesus used it as his secret weapon whenever he was about to face something really important and critical on the horizon. Prayer and fasting were his two spiritual secret weapons. So then how does fasting regularly help equip us for, you know, trying to go out there, trying to be spiritually minded, trying to be focused on God? How does fasting regularly, as opposed to just fasting every once in a while, make a difference? Well, the reason is because when you're fasting, in general, best practice is that whenever you feel the craving for what you're fasting from, so let's say it's food, that is supposed to prompt you to then go to God in prayer for whatever you're fasting for. So if you're fasting for, you know, somebody that you know that's sick and you're really praying that they will be better, that God would help them heal quickly, then every time you get hungry, you then turn to prayer and continue to remind God of this thing that is really on your heart, that you are the persistent widow, that you are continuing to bring this thing before God asking for his will, asking for him to step into the situation, and also surrendering your heart to whatever the outcome is. So now let's talk about your spiritual funkiness, being in a rut, feeling stuck. And you have created this cadence where once a week, you are now depriving yourself of something that you crave, whether it's food, technology, TV, you know, time on social media, whatever it is, in order to reconnect with God for the express purpose of drawing near to God and reclaiming the relationship with God that you once had. Over time, that will bear incredible spiritual fruit. Over the course of weeks and months, as you commit to fasting regularly, you will notice a breakthrough point. You will, you will notice in your life a shift in the way you think about yourself, in the way you think about God, and in the way that you perceive your relationship with God to B. Earlier this year, I did exactly this. I decided that I was going to fast regularly. I was really wrestling with uh, giving up control of a certain elements or aspect of my life. I was really wrestling with surrendering that thing to God. And so I committed to fasting every single Monday until I felt peace about surrendering that part of my life to God. And it took about two and a half months for me to have that breakthrough, for me to really feel content and at peace in myself to know that God was going to take care of me, even if this thing that I was really passionate about didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And I can attribute that directly to fasting regularly. So if you fasted in the past, or if you've thought about fasting, but haven't tried it out, haven't given it a shot because you aren't sure if it's going to work. Let me tell you this. Fasting works. Fasting works for a number of reasons, not only because you become laser focused on the thing that you're fasting for, but also because it draws you near to God. It, it forces you 
to sacrifice in your pursuit of God and become uncomfortable. And that is where God loves to do his best work. When we're uncomfortable, when we're not doing great, when we're stuck, when the chips are stacked against us, that's when God loves to do his best work in our lives. And so consider fasting regularly, specifically to regain that zeal, that passion, that fire that you once had in your relationship with God. And after a couple of weeks, a couple of months, you will notice a difference. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes. And be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and I'll talk to you soon.